How many got to hear his message that Sunday? It looked like his feet was off the ground, and I couldn't, I couldn't see him. But as I was listening to him on the, on the podcast, it sounded like he was kind of having an outer body experience. And um, Sure enough, he's pumping up my sermon, and someone ran into me the week before my sermon. He goes, oh, man, I'm coming. I can't wait. I, Zach, really brought, Zach really talked that up, and I'm like, what am I speaking on? What is he, what's he talking about? I'm like, oh no, beads of sweat starts coming off my head. And I'm like, what, what has he done and what do I have to do now? But sure enough, in the middle of your message, you said, I'm not doing some 12 steps to a better year. And I'm like, I'm like, people always do that at the end of the year, first of the year, 12 steps to a great year. And I'm like, Right. Thanks. Thanks. I guess it's good that I went ahead and started the series before I heard that and felt that discouragement. So I'm committed. I'm committed. Twelve steps, twelve heads of lettuce. If you go in Hebrews, we're going to see twelve different places where it says, let us. Very key that this scripture is not individual. This is us together. These things that the Lord is calling us to do, that the writer of Hebrews through the Lord is calling us to do, is to do it together. Amen? We are together. Last week it was let us fear. Let us fear that we don't fall away, that we don't fall short, that we don't hear God. Let us fear that we don't hear God that we do hear God, that we make sure that we begin to pursue hearing the voice of the Lord. That was last week. Today, step two, let us, oh no, okay, it's step two, it says step one. One of those things you just are like, oh great, did I load the wrong one? Let us be diligent. Say be diligent. Hebrews chapter four, verse uh, 11, therefore, let us be diligent to enter that rest so that no one will, f- will fall through fo- following the same example of disobedience. This statement here is given to the, uh, because of the experience that the Israelites had had on their journey through the wilderness. Many of them did not make it to the promised land because of their disobedience. Do you realize that? Those within a certain age didn't make it. Because they didn't believe, because they didn't support, because they were not diligent. They did not stick with it. Because of their misconduct and their wrong attitude. It says that they did not make it. They fell in the wilderness because of their unbelief, as Pastor Justin shared just earlier, and their disobedience which caused them to fail to hear the voice of the Lord. If we go back to step one last week, it is that we fear that we do not hear God's voice. That is a genuine, and that's, it, I am not afraid of God. I love, the Lord loves me. He, he is for me. But I fear that I miss it. Does anybody ever fear that you're, you have a crunch decision to make and you make the wrong one? I don't have to make the wrong decision. God has given me multiple ways to find the right decision. He's given me His Word. He's given me His Spirit. And He's given me instructions of how to use them. And they're not so complicated that I can't figure it out. 
It's not so complicated that you can't figure it out. Church on the Hill, you can do it. You can do it. Had something happen to me today. I, uh, we got back from this conference the last two days, and I wasn't able to run yesterday, but I was certainly able to eat. We went to some authentic fried chicken place. I never eat fried chicken anymore, but we went to hot chicken. And uh, it was quite the experience. And I partook. I ate it. I ate it with everything I had in me. And uh, not before we ate Chinese. And then, what else? Then, we ate, then that night we ate Mexican. I'm like, glory, yeah. And then I went and ran today, and I hurt the whole way. I never cramp. Never. And I'm telling you what, I felt, I poor uh, uh, Daryl Thornton saw me running today, and I'm like, oh, good Lord, of all the days for people not to have seen me running, this was it. Because I'm sure I was dragging, and I probably didn't even look like I was running. But I was running. I was running in spirit. And I had on one of my cool shirts that had the Church on the Hill logo on the back, and I'm like, of all days to not have worn that shirt, this was the day. Look at that poor pastor of Church on the Hill. That is just pitiful. I wonder if he can take up an offering right there where he is, because he needs, he needs help. Don't take up an offering. Pick me up. Pick me up in your car and take me home. Be diligent. We are called here. Let us therefore be diligent. I am desperate for the voice of God. Desperate. I am desperate for you to hear the voice of God. Church is a place to hear that, but let me tell you, church, it is a minor place to hear it. Your personal time with the Lord is the place to hear it. While you're reading the Word, while you're praying in the Spirit, while you're asking for the Spirit to fill you, while you're asking for wisdom, you know, if you'll ask for wisdom, He will give it. Let us be diligent so that no one will fall. Following the same example of disobedience, let us be diligent to enter that rest so that no one will fall as following that same example of disobedience. So, As we look at diligence, I want to kind of just talk about what diligence, what the opposite of diligence is. What would you say the opposite of diligence is? Lazy. Lazy. The Bible doesn't have one good word to say about lazy. You can go looking for it. But I want you to know I believe that that is a theme in God's Word that does not get enough attention in the church. Hebrews chapter 6, verse uh, 11 says this. It says, we want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end in order to make your hope sure. I'm not done with that yet, but I want you to know part of your hope is that you stick with it. The Lord gives you this hope to give you the courage and the strength and the ability to make it to the end because there is an end. Be diligent, not just in the middle of it and then give up. Be diligent when? What does it say? To the very end. Be diligent to the end. Uh, again, as I was running and had that cramp, I just decided I'm not stopping. I'm going to have to keel over before I stop. 
And I just about did. I hurt so bad. But then Ruth Ann called me for something, whatever. I thought she was having an emergency, and Ruth Ann's my third child. And it was such not an emergency. But she just said, oh, are you running? I said, yeah. What do you need? She said, nothing. I'll call me back when you're done. And she knows. She just hung up. But next thing you know, I wasn't hurting anymore. And sometimes, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it doesn't feel good. But stick with it. There is an end. I finally got home. And I praise the Lord. I'm home. So, in order to make sure, in order to make your hope sure, we don't want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who, through faith and patience, inherit what has been promised. By being diligent and hanging in there and not quitting, your hope doesn't fail, your hope is proven and you get the end. You get the reward. What's the reward? The promise. The promise is fulfilled in your life. I want you to know God's promises are good, and they can't be measured to anything in this world. That's what you get to at the end by hanging in there. Hanging in there to hear the Lord's voice, to follow what He's saying, so that you get to that promise. This, is, this word is not only that we need to be diligent, but that we need to be diligent to the end. We must continue to be diligent. The opposite of diligence is there in that, in that scripture, lazy. Not necessarily physically lazy, but spiritually lazy. Let's look at another comparison. Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 5. For this, for this very reason, make every effort... One translation says, give all diligence to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and self-control perseverance and perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. Church on the hill, a Christian walk is not a static walk. It is a walk of growth, of stretching of moving, of growing in goodness and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness. And to get these things, do you see what it says? It takes effort. Another word for effort is work. One of the speakers, uh, one of the speakers this weekend, he said, you know, the Spirit of God is so needed and we, we, we need the Holy Spirit, but you can't replace hard work. God never says, I will do everything for you. You just sit on the couch and enjoy. Just sit there and the blessings will just overflow you. They will just come and find you and they'll show up by Amazon.com and they'll just come by drone and be dropped into your lap. No, you can't replace your part. You have a part, 
and it takes effort. Everybody say, I have a part. I have a part. And it's a part of growth and progress. To be static in the Christian life is to backslide. For you to do that adding, it requires diligence. It requires making every effort. We continue this scripture in verse 8. For if you possess these qualities, you remember the qualities? We just read them. Anybody remember them? You know they say that you don't remember 95% of what's taught to you. So you probably remember one of them. Maybe. You're all having to look back. What was it? (laughs) What was it? Let's go back. Can I go back? I want you to know if you dig this out even right here, you're going to remember it. Are you all with me? Goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. All right. What are we looking at here? So, if we add these things, something's coming. Can anybody feel it? Can anybody feel something's coming? Here comes an if-then. Anybody feel that? Yeah, yeah. Let me just say, I have also got a great creative team that just makes me look so good. I don't do that. I can't even think of that. But I show up, and we have that. And that just doesn't happen. Man, you guys are as quiet as I've ever heard you. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure... They will keep you from being ineffective and productive, unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if you don't have them, he is nearsighted and blind, and he has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. You're not getting free of what you've done in the past. You've gotten off track. You're you're on the opposite of this be diligent that you don't fall away. You've fallen away, and now you're focused on what you did. If you've come to the cross and you have given your life to Christ and you have repented of your sin, God's forgot it. But you haven't. How dumb is that? The one that has possession of our soul, the one that has full control, he's forgotten it. Paid for. My son paid for that. Why would I want to think about that again? The blood's been applied to that. It's wiped away. I'm not thinking about that. Why are you? Because you've fallen off. You've fallen off the wagon. Right? Get back on the wagon. Nearsighted and blind. Can that happen? Can somebody be cleansed from past sins and then forget that it ever happened? But Scripture tells us that it's possible, and Peter gives us two alternatives. One is to be effective and productive in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The other is to be ineffective and unproductive with a condition that he calls nearsighted and blind. Then he continues, verse 10. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. 
For if you do these things, you will never fall. And you will receive a rich welcome into into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It doesn't say you'll never face challenges. You will face challenges. But if you will stay on target, if you will not, if you will let us not fall away, let us hear the voice of the Lord and pursue it, stay with it. Even in your mistakes and in your challenges, you're going to have some bumps. You might even have some bruises, but you won't fall. I take that, even though it doesn't say, I promise you, you won't fall. I take that as a promise. You won't fall. So if I fall... Can I compute? I missed it somewhere. I have fallen away. I have fallen short. God did not blow it or forget I was around and miss it. Let me miss the wrong turn. I did that this weekend too. Had a spaz moment and took the wrong road at rush hour on I-24. Did a U-turn on 24 in rush hour. It was, my wife would have had a cow. But it was brilliant. We, we just did great. We didn't fall. She's down here having a fit. Uh, I wouldn't have done that with you in the car. I would have been safe. No, I probably would have. Yeah, I would have just said, don't look. <laughs> Church, this is, this is good news. This is good news. Somebody say amen. amen. Do you know what good news is? This is good news. We can do something to guarantee that we will never fall and that we will have a rich welcome into the kingdom of God. We are warned against laziness. And I, it feels like so many times that the Christian world and even the church is not too concerned about being lazy. You talk about being drunk, and, the, and especially here in the Bible Belt, church will have a fit. They'll even kick people out of the church over it. But it talks way more harshly in God's Word about being lazy. And I believe, as a whole, the church has gotten lazy. And we put up with it. Don't even call it sin. Don't even call it that we've fallen away. Don't even know it. We've been, um, what's the word? I want to say anesthetized, but desensitized. Thank you. It was a tized something. Uh, let me just say real, t- real, real quick also, not that, that's not on the prayer list, but Zach and his family, he's got five kids and four of them are sick. Uh, and we were gone, I mean, of all weeks for us to be gone, we were gone. And um, four of his children, Bessie's the only one not sick. The rest of the B's and the Z's are. Um, so be praying for his family. But we freak out over certain things. But the things that God is passionate about, we just let go right over our head. He's passionate about us, and He's passionate about our relationship to Him. 
Let's not get lazy. Let's take it to heart, this warning about being diligent. Let us be diligent. (laughs) Those strawberries, that's just so sweet, isn't it? Let us be diligent to enter that rest so that no one will fall through following the same example of disobedience. Now, I want to pray for you. But church, I want you to go home and I want you to make a decision to do something different. Make a decision to pursue the Lord. Make a decision to make a change. Increase. Increase your effort toward God. He will blow you away. Your effort will never measure His effort. It will never measure to it. He will blow you away, and He just needs a little bit of effort. So I want to encourage you, go home tonight and make an effort. Pastor, what do we make an effort for? I gave that to you. Knowledge, self-control, goodness, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. You can do it. You can have self-control. That may sound so foreign to you, but you can. You may be here tonight. You may have never even received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Great, that's fine. I want to encourage you, make an effort toward him. Just make an effort toward him. He will rescue you. It says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You think you got to white-knuckle this thing into, into the kingdom of God. You don't. You just have to make a little move, but you have to move. And then you've got to keep moving. You guys stand up with me, if y'all would, please. I'm going to pray for you. And when we're done, if you need prayer for any reason, I want you to come and get me. I want you to come and get me and Elizabeth. Come and get Zach. Come and get Pastor Justin. We want to pray with you. If you have a need and you need to be prayed for tonight, you need to make the move. I can't read your mind. You can't expect me to walk by and just know, hey, you need this. I'm not that smart. The Holy Spirit might just speak that right into my heart, but don't take a chance. Don't take that chance. He is our very present and he is our very present help in time of need. If you're in need and you need prayer, and uh, my prayer team that comes up here and pray, prays at the altar, raise your hands. Come on, you see you see these hands? Go grab them. I'll pray for you. They'll they'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. Don't go home without receiving prayer if you need it. Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for your power. I thank you for your presence. I thank you that you died on the cross for our sins and you have completely made a way for us. Now, Lord, I just come against complacency and laziness. And, Lord, I just loose right now in Jesus' name a heart for you, an effort towards you. Lord, I just ask you to bless us and keep us Let your face shine upon us. I just ask you, Lord, that as we make an effort this week, that you just part the Red Sea right in front of us, and we walk through completely dry, and we watch our enemies get swallowed up, and your word says never to be seen again. Thank you, Lord. That's what we have. That's the hope we have in front of us.
Thank you, Lord. Fill us with your spirit, Holy Spirit. Lead us and guide us this week, and let us get full of your word so that when our buttons are pushed, we speak your word. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.